Hey, I'm Michael Dorinda. And I'm Jake Bennett. And welcome to episode 44 of the North Meet South web podcast. Very good. Nailed it. Hey, everyone. How's everyone doing this evening slash afternoon for Michael? Going, going quite well. It's well. I've been up for Yikes. seven hours already. So it's it's Wednesday here in the middle of the day, and you would think, Michael, why are you not at work? I would think that. You would. That's what I'm thinking right now. Yeah. So today is Anzac Day, which is when we commemorate our World War One and World War Two uh, veterans uh, and, oh, nice. our, and our New Zealand compatriots. So. I don't the Kiwis? know. Yeah, the Kiwis. That's right. Um, I'm not sure how this lines up because I know that you have Veterans Day, but I think uh-huh. I think you're. Do you have a Do you have a Memorial Day as well? Is that a separate? Yes. So we have Anzac Day yeah, in April, do. and then we've got Remembrance Day in November. Veterans Day is in November. Yeah, so that I guess would be your and Remembrance Day then. And Memorial Day is in May. Yeah. So that's probably how those Looks two like. line up, more or less. So yeah, yeah we did that. We had a, a dawn service this morning. So we went uh, with my dad who served in uh, Vietnam and yeah, did our commemoration there and then had a coffee. And uh, then my brother and I went to the gym and here we are. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Happy, uh, on, what did you call it? Anzac. Anzac Day. Anzac. 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 Happy Anzac Day. Thank you. What's that stand for? Uh, Australia and New Zealand Army Corps. Corp. Nice. Corp. Nice. There you yeah. go. Happy Anzac Day. Yeah. <clears throat> so how's life been treating you, man? It's been a while since we've talked. We haven't done North Meets South in a couple of weeks because life has been insane. Yeah. It's been pretty busy. Uh, life's been good. Uh, Rhea and I did a first aid course on Saturday getting ready for our pending arrival. Which was which was good. It's a bit. Yeah, some of it's a bit confronting, especially when they start like beating the the baby sized dummy to show you how to stop yeah, choking. How hard you have to hit the baby? Yeah. yeah. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> "How hard am I hitting this thing? Like, surely you wouldn't. Yeah. But yes, you do. Apparently, so you do. Yeah, you we do. We've done right that. Right between the shoulder blades. Yeah, right between. So yeah, that was good. You know, Dave David Hemphill and you know Tess tweeted. Uh, probably a month or three ago about their son, how he was choking. And uh, that, that kind of made us stop and think a little bit about, you know, what, what we're about to embark on as new parents. So we're trying to prepare ourselves as best we can. So yeah, did Nicely that. done, man. Yeah. Did that on, uh, on Saturday and got our little certificate and, uh, and we're going to do a having and caring for your baby, which is a full day thing at the, at the hospital this weekend so yeah lots of lots of different courses i think there's like a breastfeeding one for ray that she's going on and then there's a dad's specific one that i'm going on in a few weeks as well so yeah we're starting to gear up everything's really starting to get into full gear re had her glucose test this week and everything everything is normal which is good she doesn't have gestational diabetes and that's good. Her blood's, yeah, blood's good. Her iron is good. It was funny though because 
the only thing that really came up was that her vitamin D was a bit low. And she was a bit annoyed by that because she's on a vitamin D supplement already and she's got vitamin <laughs> D in the prenatal that she's taking as well. And they're like, oh, you should probably take some more vitamin D on top of that. But <laughs> the obstetrician get out, spoke with her. Get out in the sun somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Well, the obstetrician spoke to her and said, oh, it's, it's only just just low, so not, not, not anything to worry about really. Um, that's funny. So, yeah, it's good. No, you guys will be you guys will be way more prepared than probably ninety five percent of all parents of the world who end up having their first child. Yeah, way more prepared than I was. The only thing I had was the like Red Cross certification, whatever for mm-hmm. for infant stuff. I had to have that as a teacher. Okay. So when I certified to be a teacher, mm-hmm. I had to have all that. So I had that in advance. But man, yeah, there's a lot of other stuff they don't tell you that these classes will be very informative for. Yeah. So that's uh. That's good, man. A lot of a lot of that stuff where it's like, now the baby does what? Yeah, I've heard or some bits and pieces. Uh, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to know really yeah. anymore. But <laughs> like, it's gonna be, it's gonna be how difficult to do that? I thought yeah. they just knew how to do yeah. that. Like, what are you talking about? They don't know how to do that. Like, what? I remember it being like shocking revelation to me when when uh, we brought Graham home, and it was like, oh man, he's not sleeping well. And my wife was like, you know that babies don't sleep through the night yeah. immediately, <laughs> right? And I'm like what yeah what do you mean they don't sleep through the night i was like what are you talking about i had no idea i know that's so like that seems so yeah hungry little hippos for the first six six weeks or so or if you know in your case or in matt stalfer's case the first two years to three years yeah yeah exactly that was my second child yeah two years two and a half years she never slept through the night she was up at least once a night sometimes twice a night yeah good times Mm. good times what has it been up to you had you launched your your thing that you've been we've talked about previously on was it friday yeah it was friday so friday was the big launch it was a it was a good it was a good learning experience for me i went through scaling laravel uh chris fidel Mm -hmm. and i would highly suggest i messaged him afterwards and i was like i'm going to tell everybody how awesome this is that scaling laravel course is incredible and he goes through the process of setting up the load balancer and then setting up the app servers and then setting up the database server, the cache server, the cron and scheduler. And he has recipes that you can run for all those to disable the services that you won't be using on those. Um, so like for the app server, for the app servers, you disable database, Redis, PHP CLI, any of that stuff because you're never going to use it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And so and maybe not PHP CLI, but maybe the other ones for sure. Yeah. And so anyway, he has these recipes that you run to really kind of like get the maximum performance out of all these things. So I had a load balancer with three uh, application servers behind it, a really beefy database server, a semi-beefy cache server, and then a not beefy at all, like super low level queue and cron worker. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I had that all set up and handled everything perfectly. It was probably way overkill, but it was okay. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun to kind of set that all up and get all the networking and everything figured out. And it's also amazing how easy Forge makes it to do all that stuff. Yeah, uh, it's just incredibly simple. You just like kind of click into the, you set them all up, and you click into the load balancer, set up a new site, and then say networking, and you just say yep, go between. Or actually, you just click the site and say which which application or which uh, servers do you want to load balance between. Checkbox, 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 save. Mm-hmm. That's it. Nice. 
And then if you say like, hey, this app server needs to be able to access the cache server and the database server, you just go into those, click networking and click check, check, save, and it does it. And it, it's intelligent enough to use the private IP address as well instead of the uh, public IP address. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really fast communication. Yeah. And so, man, Forge just makes it so simple to do that and so simple to scale that stuff up, especially for people who have no clue what they're doing like me. (laughs) So I would definitely suggest checking out Scaling Laravel. And of course, if you're not a Forge user already, you should be. It's totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah, there is a... Just I was going to say, just on that before we move on, there I saw Taylor tweeted out there's a 50% off coupon as well for Forge. So if you haven't, uh, I think it was 50% off for three months. So certainly something worth checking out. Very nice. So I can say now that I have experience doing that stuff, like putting stuff in a high availability environment. And I had Cloudflare in front of there as well. So it was like caching a lot of my assets. So it was nice. So I had no problem at all with serving the site up. It was, I mean, that part worked flawless. Nice. The bigger problem I had is that I was trying to pull stats from Facebook, which kind of made this whole thing extremely complicated. And about a half hour before the event was live, Facebook stopped sending back what it was supposed to be sending back. Oh. <laughs> so I had a contingency yeah, yeah. I had a contingency plan in place, but I hadn't fully like mocked I hadn't fully done it. I had done it in development and I was like, okay, it'll be fine if I have to switch it on, no big deal. The trick was that I only had to run this one update command that I was needing to run every two minutes as opposed to every minute. And I was not aware that in the scheduler there was a uh, schedule option where you could do cron and specify an actual cron yeah. like string. Yep. I didn't know that and I didn't I I knew there was no every two minutes but I didn't know you could do the cron schedule so what I ended up doing is trying to do something clever in the handle command of the of the command that I wanted to run where I said if date I like lowercase I Mm -hmm. no let me think about that yeah lowercase I modulo two meaning if you take the current minute and divide it you know do division by two and get the remainder if it's that then return false otherwise go ahead and run the handle and so what ended up happening is it started freaking out and it was running two scheduler, like two of those at the same time. And so it was acting really, really crazy, really funky. And so I'm like in a panic. The dashboard was not doing what it was supposed to do. Mm. It was looking, it was looking really like horrible, schizophrenic, like jumping all over the place. And so I called TJ in a panic, TJ Miller. And I was like, dude, you got to help me figure this out. So he, we, he got in there, we got in there together and looked at it. He's like, yeah, your scheduler is running two things. Good, go do this. And so I changed it and fixed it. And I was like, praise God. Cause I was like, I had no idea what I was going to do. It was just like going nuts. So, so that fixed it. So then I ended up having to just kind of monitor it through the evening and kind of like crank it up or crank it down based on like where the actual Facebook visits were. So I kind of basically just did like a manual sort of intervention on it to kind of keep pace with where the Facebook stats were at. And it worked fine. It worked fine. So uh, I guess it, the people who were there and who were using it were really, really happy. And so they uh, they said, we'll have no, more events like this in the future. So I'm like, great. I, uh, <laughs> I, I stayed up till 4 a.m. two nights last week um, to get this thing done because there was a lot of last minute changes that they wanted. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, yeah, which is why I'm telling you tonight, I was like, we're going to have to make this a little bit short because I'm like dead. I'm still catching up. <laughs> <laughs> oh good i are glad it, but it was, came off you know i know you've been working on it for quite a while and i think i think it sounds like it went off pretty well it looked good from what i saw thanks, of it. and watching the numbers go up it seems like you served uh quite a number of people at least you know yeah, quite a number yeah. of people were, were watching the video with the uh, the event so that was good yeah absolutely 
Yeah, there was it was uh, it was fun. It was like that's the first project I've ever launched like that that actually was going to have that much adoption right off the bat. Most of the time, you launch a project and it's like okay, you and a couple other people are the only people who know or care that is getting yeah. launched, you know. But this was like an immediate like boom. You're gonna have a bunch of people looking at this right away, and so that was kind of cool. That was that was a fun yeah. aspect to it. Excellent. Well, I'm glad yeah, it yeah. All, all worked out, and yeah, the stress levels have started to dip down a little bit for you. I'm sure. Yeah, I've literally never been that. I haven't been that stressed in a long time. Like when it was freaking out like that and it was like six o'clock was when the event is supposed to start and it's like 6.05 and it's still freaking out. I was like losing my mind. <laughs> I was losing my mind. I was so stressed out. And then finally got it figured out and I was like, oh my word. I was like, I'll be so glad when this night is over. <laughs> and so the night is over, but like there's still like they changed some more stuff like after the fact. They're like, okay, you know we saw how we said we only wanted that ad to run until like midnight tonight well we changed our mind we actually wanted to run for the next 30 days like, okay great and we want to add two thousand dollars to the budget okay great and it was like um the next day facebook disabled my ad account because Aww. the credit card that i was using didn't have my name on it it was the name of like the company mm-hmm. and so they disabled it and asked me for all this verification they won't turn it back on so it's know. like oh so anyway it's fine. It really is fine. I, I'm I'm releasing myself from the liability of that because it's like that's not my fault. It has nothing to do with yeah. me. It's just part of their process. So. I mean, all of the stuff Facebook does, and they won't even let you use someone else's credit card. I mean, seriously, what the heck? What do they care seriously, where the money's Facebook. coming from? That's right. Exactly. I don't know. I may have had something. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Well. Anyway. Anyway. So that that project was good. I'm glad it's I'm glad it's done with. It was a good like freelance sort of. Um, because I did it on Fridays, but there wasn't enough time to get all of the stuff done. I needed to do just on Fridays as well as the rest of the regular stuff that mm-hmm. they have me do. So I did a lot of it on, on uh, freelance time. So it was good. It was a good project for that too. Nice. Excellent. How about you, man? What have you been, what have you been up to? It's been, it's been mostly baby stuff, to, to be honest. Yeah. And No freelance stuff going on? No. Oh, I've got a project. Actually, there's, there's a client I've worked with before. They just finished one awards program so they've just come back to me now and they've started doing testing for their next awards program which i mean their their schedule suggested that the the next awards thing was starting on the 14th of april which was you know two weeks ago um (laughs) and they only just came back to me this week and they said all right we're ready to start doing this so uh, there was nothing crazy in there just minor alterations you know, mostly text changes. So thankful for that. I'll be able to make those changes this afternoon and send them an invoice for some there you go. Some money, which would be nice. Other than that, it's mostly just been like weird edge casey things with work on the back of, you know, we've we've talked about migrating our legacy CRM into Laravel, which has actually been working quite well. I thought awesome. I would convert all of the legacy mysql i stuff to pdo because everything's being served through a laravel front controller now so i can resolve the you know database connection out of the container so i thought i'll just nice. return yeah, yeah. db connection crm and and get the pdo instance from that but the apis of the mysql i class and the pdo class are not very close to each other so I ended up scrapping that, but we're starting to sort of leak in the query builder where possible. So for any of the new stuff we're doing and the models aren't there or we're rewriting existing database queries, I will get rid of all of the sort of global MySQLi handlers and rewrite it into the query builder, which has been really useful. It's cleaned up a lot of the 
a lot of the code it's much more readable now so you know we don't have to do weird things with like string concatenation and real escape strings and things like that we can just pass the values straight into insert and updates and you know we've got the where stuff in the query board as well which makes the queries much nicer so that's been really handy doing that i've had weird issues with queues we kind of had that's right. I'm already saying that now. Yeah, I and I don't even know what it was because we had issues. It, we didn't realize we had issues for about two weeks. It, it looked like it was just a couple of customers in each billing run were affected and we went back and looked at it and it was quite a few more than a couple of customers that were affected over two weeks. So then we had to send out like invoices to customers that had been affected over that period of time, oh, which was not good. And then we had to turn the billing the automated billing stuff off so that I could run it manually and watch to see what happened. And yesterday when I ran it manually, all of the invoicing, all of the billing ran, but when it got to invoicing, it like connected to the queue runner and the queue runner like had a database connection issue. And so it like blew up the queue runner, which restarted and then nothing got put on the queue. So I'm not oh sure my what gosh, happened to that, that's a but mess. I, I logged in this morning. Like I turned it all back on. I'm like, well, as long as the billing is running, I don't have to worry about that. And then I can just manually resend the invoices later on. And I logged in to have a look this morning and there were only two invoices that weren't sent in the whole billing run. And that's because those two customers just didn't have valid email addresses. So it's one of those weird things where it's not like it just doesn't work. It just sometimes doesn't work yeah. for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And because it's an acute, doesn't work, which yeah. is even scarier. And because it's using these legacy queue workers, it doesn't really report errors properly to Sentry. Uh, they don't get caught by Laravel's exception handler. They kind of just get stuck. Anything that goes to standard out, I think, basically causes the that worker to just blow up, which is not helpful. Yeah. So I spent a couple of hours this week just rewriting it all into native Laravel jobs. Um, so we didn't have to change any of the functionality, really. We're using RabbitMQ, which is... Not a first-party supported, but there is a driver for it for Laravel. So we just pulled that in, set our default queue driver to Rabbit, um, and then we just push things onto the queue. It also meant that we could get rid of some of the other monitoring stuff and switch over to Supervisor, which makes the queue workers work a bit yeah. nicer. They're easier to monitor and easier yeah, to yeah. start and stop. So that all tested pretty well essentially all we did was replace these queue workers with the laravel jobs and just defer to the functions we we're already calling and like everything seems to work better but we've got you know much better retry uh, retry handling for any of the failures now we've got much better logging we've got much better visibility we know if a job fails like we can go and look in that failed job table and right. retry it or figure out why it failed i know that i've got yeah, the exception, the exception. yeah yeah so the exception handling is there now as well. And and all of the testing we've done has been pretty positive. So all in all, we only changed like 100 or not not even 100. It would have been like 50 lines of code across a number of different files. And it was removing the old function calls and replacing it with a job colon colon dispatch. And yeah, that was it. So decided to hold off on rolling that out until tomorrow so that we don't run into issues with the public holiday in between but yeah that's that's been good like i know i know that a lot of us you know obviously you and i we use laravel our listeners are largely laravel users as well so you know we know all these things are there but until you've seen 
the alternative approaches and then figure out like how much time you're saving yourself and how much more confidence you have in the code when you've got a well-tested, well-maintained, documented option. You yeah. know, it really makes you appreciate it that much more. So it's it's been a yeah, good I've journey. Yeah, I've had to build my own. I've had to build my own in the past before too where it was like, it was basically, I think it was before I knew that we could run queues in IIS mm-hmm. reliably. Yep. And so we kind of built our own system that did exactly that. And it's still kicking. It still works totally <laughs> fine. And it's like one of those things, it's like it's a pretty critical process. So I'm mm-hmm. like, don't touch it. Don't yeah. change anything. But yeah, as much as we can now, we're switching over to Horizon so that we can use it to kind of handle all of our queues and stuff like that. But, but yeah, it's always embarrassing when you have a situation where you have to send an email out that says like, hey, we're going to bill you on this date. And it's actually in the past. That's the yeah. worst. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, hey, hey, uh, you know, we're going to we're going to be withdrawing from your account on April 20th. And it's like it's the 23rd. Yeah. What are you sending me this email for? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. I suspect we're going to get a few of those calls over the next week or so as customers are like, hey, you know, I got this invoice on the the 23rd that says that you know i'll be billed in like two days so unfortunately that was that was our mistake and we didn't really have good visibility to fix it up previously so yeah we'll just extend your invoice and sorry we'll do better in future yeah exactly well they, it's not like they're going to sue you or anything yeah so it's like sue it's you for right. damages yeah i think i will you know we'll be okay um and a lot of other stuff has just been like cosmetic I went through, we color code our different service types. Okay. And they were kind of lame, washed out colors previously. So I pulled up the uh, Tailwind docs and just stole myself some colors out of there. They look much nicer, much more vibrant now. And the contrast between the text and, and the background colors and things like that is a lot better as well. So, Dude, I've been using Tailwind like it's going out of style, man. Yeah. It's that good. Tailwind cheat sheet is literally like the best thing ever. <laughs> ever. And it makes it like, so once you've been using that cheat sheet for a while, then you don't need it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the whole point. That's I think it's like you really kind of like, it's a training wheels. But man, it's it's been so helpful. So helpful. So I'm, I'm loving Tailwind. It's been awesome. Yeah. It makes everything so much easier. And uh, yeah, I'm in love with it. Yeah. I was going to say like you guys are using RabbitMQ. I remember uh, back in the day, it felt like Iron yep. was the preferred queue provider kind of like pusher is the preferred broadcast provider now yeah you know like iron was that back in the day but we moved away from iron because it was so horrible it was always down yeah like it's literally like always down like there would always be like interruption in service like almost i felt like it was almost it was definitely weekly yeah. sometimes it was like every other day and i'm like are you kidding me like how the world am i supposed to rely on this for anything business critical yeah. like i can't you know it was annoying. It was really annoying. Were you on a paid um, tier or was that on the free tier? No, it was paid. Yeah. It was paid. See, that's no good. Like on, the, I mean, on a free tier, I can I can see why. Oh, sure. But on a sure, paid sure. tier, like you've got to you've got to give people what, what they're paying for. Yeah. But man, I remember like cues, like the very first time I like recognizing or realizing what cues were, like how much of a shift in thinking it was. Like, oh, wait a second. I have the ability to make a call later to do something like that's interesting like i remember it being such a mind shift and i remember there actually used to be like push cues do you remember push cues mm-hmm. those were like I'm trying to remember how that works so you do a push queue and then you'd have to send up an endpoint that they would kind of like hit your application later it was basically like cron dog yeah 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so, it would you would send up something and then it would ping back to you in like a specified amount of time. So you'd say, "Hey, I'm sending this payload to you in 15 minutes. I want you to hit back at this endpoint with that payload." Yeah, and then it would do that. And if it and then you would have to send a response back to it, like, "Hey, I got you." Send back in 200. Yeah. And then it would delete that job from its queue. Otherwise, it would do it again. Yeah. So Iron had these push queues. I'm sure they still probably have them, but like I don't I don't know if anybody uses them anymore. No, I, I mean. I certainly do not. So uh, it would be nice to use Redis. Our new stuff that that our new team team members are working on is a modern Laravel stack. So it's you know it's got Redis, it's got Memcache, it's got PHP seven. I think we're seven one, but we could probably upgrade to seven two easily enough. the The older stuff is a little bit more interesting, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's all it's all like I was very surprised. I thought it was going to be quite difficult to get Laravel to play nicely with our existing stuff, but it it is slotted in really easily and that's awesome. That's huge. That's a huge win. It's made things so much easier. Yeah. So we just yeah, need to like win. obviously start moving things across to native routes and controllers and things like that, but that'll be a slow burn over extended period of time. But we've got the flexibility now. Yeah, pretty much just as you add new features and stuff, yeah. That's kind of like how we've done it. Like if we have to migrate over, it's essentially like, okay, the next time we need to look at this piece of code, then we'll do it. Yeah. And you just do it in bits and pieces. Yeah. And DHH had, when when Adam had him on to talk about stimulus, they talked about this a little bit. You know, he's like, it's unreasonable to think that you're not going to have code in your code base. That's going to be like old code that you've written. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's, you know, you can't just say like, we're going to rewrite everything. He's like, or you'll never ever ship any new features. Yeah. Like every time you have like a new paradigm of like, hey, this is how we're going to do this now. You can't just go through and change everything. You know, you're going to be doing nothing but rewrites all the time. Yeah. He's like, you just have to like, kind of like, okay, moving forward, this is how we're going to do new code. And you may have some old holdovers, but like as you refactor that code or as you come back to it and need to add a feature, then that, then at that point you kind of like do, you know, change it to be the more recent convention. Yep. But I think that's totally reasonable. You're always going to have kind of like this legacy code. I mean, I say legacy code, you're just going to have older styles of code. You've come to better realizations or, you mm-hmm. know, recognize some patterns that work better for your application that you kind of just change over time. That's just how it is. Yeah. Yep, Definitely. Yeah, I look, I look forward to that. I mean, a lot of our stuff is sort of API-driven anyway, so it's really just going to be rewriting endpoints and adapting the front end with a more consistent... Str- I mean, not you know, it's all very consistent now, but it's not It's not like, you know, the, I can't expect that there's going to be a data property or a data, you know, property that contains an object that has, like, my customer information or anything like that. Um, sure, and, sure, And we're sure. doing, like, you know get the customer, then get all the services, then get all the plans for all of the services and things like that. Whereas, you know, obviously with Laravel, we can eagle load all of that stuff in one go. You know, give me the customer with right. the services dot plans dot whatever. And and it'll all just be there nicely, like put together. So we'll get there. It makes you so thankful. It makes you so thankful for Laravel when you have to jump into these old products yeah. and you're like, oh my word, I have to do what? I have to do all that manually? Like the whole sync thing when you're talking about related models, like on a pivot table. Yeah. And having to like remove the old ones that don't exist anymore and then add the new ones that do exist and leave alone the ones, you know, or add, you know, what is it? Remove the old ones that don't exist anymore, add in the new ones that don't exist right now and then leave alone the ones that are in place currently. Like it's like, it's just so, we're so spoiled. You know, Laravel, it's like sync. Here's the listing. <laughs> I'm done. That's you it. know, it's yep. so, it's so handy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wanted to use yeah. a first or create the other day. 
And because I was using the query builder, I'm like, oh, that's part of eloquence. I can't use that. So I had to reinvent that wheel a little bit. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. It's the, the service area of things that you need to manually implement is much, much smaller than if you were starting from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. I was even thinking like with, have you ever used Spassi's media library? I haven't used it yet. No. Okay. Well, this is our Spassi plug. <laughs> Spassy, thank you for all you do for air of our community. Did you see the the new t-shirts that they've got designed up? No. I mean, I, no, don't, I, did not. I don't know where I would ever get my hands on one, but they look pretty cool. I actually, I didn't even realize it was Spassy back when, whenever, but I actually ordered an elephant shirt uh-huh. that they had made for like one of their meetups that I loved. And then I remember wearing it at Laracon, like in Louisville. Mm-hmm. And uh, Frederick saw it and was like, no way. One of our like Belgium meetup shirts made it to like US. How the heck did that happen? <laughs> and I ordered it from the website as hell because I thought it was so awesome. Anyway, I still have it. I still wear it. Nice. Okay. So Spassi Media Library is really nice. So it allows you to, uh, you know, a lot of times what you'll have or what we'll have particularly is like, okay, we have this, we have this training event and this training event is going to have a sign-in sheet that needs to be uploaded after the fact. Or there's a course that has like three, that has like training materials and you need to be able to attach these like training materials to this course. And previously what you might've done is you might've said like, okay, well on that course, we're going to have a column called training materials. And then what you would do is you would just send through a list of the files and then you'd go store them in S3 and store references to them in that, in that column, right? Yeah. As an array or something, right? Well, Swasti's media library makes this literally just so trivial. So what it does is it, instead of doing it like that, it allows you to instead associate any model with this media library thing. So essentially all you have to do is you just have to on the model, you just say has media and then you can say, Hey, this model add media. And then you can just pass it this, you know, whatever the file is. Mm-hmm. And it has a, essentially like a pivot table where it says, okay, here's the model. Here's the, cl- like, here's the model ID. Here's the class. And here's the attachment, here's the original name, whatever. And then all you have to do is when you're looking to retrieve it, you just say, uh, what do I want to say? Course, find one, and then get media. And it will just pull back for me all the media pieces that I have there. So like what it does is it makes it so I don't have to re-implement that same pattern every single time of like add all the columns, make it so that I can do it. It's literally just add media or whatever. And you can tag them with different types as well. So mm-hmm. you can say like, Hey, um, these particular things that are getting uploaded to this, uh, model right here are tagged as X. And then I can have another set of items that are tagged as Y. And then I can say, Hey, for this, for this model, when I'm pulling it back, just go get the media that's tagged X or just go get the media that's tagged Y or go get all the media or generate links to all those media pieces in S3, temporary links for all of them. It just makes the process of adding, basically associating files with a model incredibly easy. And so we've been using that like it's going out of style as well. Nice. I, I, I love it. I, we use it everywhere. Did the, the version, I think it's version 7 that came out like a month or so just ago. Has that that yeah. comes with a, like a JavaScript view component to handle the uploading as well, does it? Or am Ooh, I making that I up? I don't know that. I, I think don't that know. Would, I actually... Yeah, I think Freik was talking about it at some point, And I'm reasonably we've sure We've already had there. most of that implemented. We just upgraded to version 7. Okay. Uh, but I don't think we're using that yet. Because hmm. that was always the worst. But I, uploading, like the front end side of things is always 
annoying. Like you can use the native file yeah. input, but you want to, you know, people expect the feedback, the little loading spinner or the progress bar or whatever. So if that's, yeah. if that's there, then that'll make things much easier. We can probably replace some other pieces in our CRM with that. <laughs> yeah, it has definitely made it easier. And it actually comes with like, and it comes with all sorts of crazy stuff. It comes with like an image optimizer mm. as well. So you can like optimize any images that you do upload. It comes with like a responsive image helper as well. So it will say, hey, if you're going to use this on your page, use it as a responsive image and tell me like what width you wanting to use it as. It will replace it with a blurry image while it's being loaded. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's wild, all the stuff that's in there. So if you ever need to attach any sort of media to any sort of model in your Laravel application, don't reinvent the wheel. Just use the Spassi media library. It's amazing. You'll love it. Cool. Having said that, my friend, I'm about to tap out here. I think so. It's 11.49. I've got a little bit more cereal to eat here before I uh, <laughs> before I go to bed. I, I've been trying to keep it away from the mic, so I'm not crunching in everybody's ears, but you may hear a little bit of crunching. It's way too delicious to not eat. It's... Reese's Puffs Bunnies mm. Spring Edition. Bunnies. Oh my there gosh. Go. It's amazing. Nice. So good. So anyway, yeah, my parents were in town last week. They brought that for the kids and I'm just going to probably eat the rest of yeah. it tonight. The kids won't see it. They don't even know it's no, there. No, they won't. They won't even know. They won't even know. Awesome. Oh my. All right. This is episode, um, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. This is episode 44. It is. All right. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening. If you'd like show notes for this episode, you can find them at northmeetsouth.audio yeah. slash 44. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter at Jacob Bennett, at Michael Dorinda, or at North South Audio. Yes. <laughs> and of course, if you enjoy my bumbling through our ending notes, I would always love to hear back from you in an iTunes review or a podcast review in your podcatcher of choice. Did Four stars. Five stars, those would be great. Did you know, before we do sign off, we did get two reviews. Oh, yeah. Let's hear them. Two, two new ones. The first one was from Tor Miller. You can ride a train to work and easily listen to this podcast. Often makes me smile more around strangers, which is great because smiles are contagious and have correlated psychological be physiological benefits. Also a great place to learn about new tools and packages for Laravel and Vue and the other stuff. So thank you, Tor. And thank you also to Joel, I enjoy who, who says, I enjoy hearing the experiences and opinions of the hosts. The show is focused on web development, but there is a variety of other topics mixed in as well. Keep up the great work. I do have opinions. You also have opinions. I have I do. so many opinions. So <laughs> yeah, thank you again to Tor and to Joel for your for your reviews both of them obviously were five stars which is very much appreciated yeah as jake says every week if you'd like to leave us a review we will read them out on air they do help with discovery so the more reviews we get the more i guess our podcast will appear in those search services when people look for know, laravel podcast or php podcast and things like that so help help share our opinions with the world thanks everyone for leaving those reviews that was really kind that was really kind. And if you leave a review, you could be featured on the next episode of North Meets South. We might even have you on. Ooh. Yes. Uh, here's a joke for Joel to help him smile on the train. $5 for a wig is a small price to pay. To pay? <laughs> like a hairpiece? <laughs> wow. Okay. I'll read it again. 
five dollars for a wig is a small price to pay yes <laughs> all right oh that's enough gosh. out of you <laughs> all right all right let's let the people go thanks everyone for listening we'll talk to you in a few weeks see you bye